It's time for your Wednesday Exchange with Teresa Tulipana and Brett Kaufman, where we discuss upcoming trends in leadership and education. Hi, Teresa. How are you? I am great. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I am doing great. But, uh, you know, I, I want to just let our listeners know if they hear any extra noise, it's because we got we're like we're driving right now. Isn't that true? Yeah, I know. I'm driving. You're driving, too? No, I'm I'm. I'm uh, just hammering back these Jack and Sevens right now. I'm just oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, Brett, we're, I'm driving because, uh, well, we've been busy lately. Yeah. And and you know what? Here's here's some indicators. A, we missed recording last week, and we both just were busy and lost it. And we normally record. Uh, sometime in the morning, and here it is, 4.30 on a Wednesday. Yeah. So, you know, we just in our little podcast have experienced a little bit of the cost of being busy. And the fact that you're going to hear some road noise while I'm driving is another cost, all related just to our Wednesday podcast. Yeah. And people are feeling it right now. I've I've been meeting with teachers and schools all over the all over this side of the state and um hearing the same thing they're very very overwhelmed um very busy right now some of them aren't overwhelmed they're just busy uh i'm hearing it from students they're very busy right now in fact i I will tell i will say this about what i'm hearing from students they're telling me that compared like they are learning more in the last three weeks than they learned in the last three months last year when we had to shut down due to COVID. Which well, that, I'm glad that there's a lot of good learning going on. And it shows that they're they're super busy too. You know they're yeah. You know, and I've I've got a lot of kids that are still they're playing sports still. They're yeah. still um, you know they're some of the things that they we didn't know if they'd be able to do it and so they got all that done. But people are really busy right now. So as a leader, you know, um, what do you think about this, being busy as a leader? Is this good, bad? What are you thinking? You know, I I think it is a thin edge between being busy and too busy. You know, sometimes if you don't have enough to do, you're not productive. But if you get over on the other side of that edge where you're just so busy – I think as a leader, you can easily lose your priorities and not really reflect on what is it that's keeping me busy and is whatever that is truly one of my priorities. Um, And, you know, lots of focus on your priorities is a huge detriment to the ongoing growth of your organization and your people and just, you know, your personal goals as a leader. I think that's a really good point. I think, uh, you know, that goes back to, we always talk about mission and vision. And when you start getting busy, you start to, uh, you know, it, it's, 
it's hard not to stray from that. Uh, but a really, a really focused leader will continue to keep that paramount to their success. Absolutely. And, you know, another cost, I think, is when we're busy, because as humans, you know, we want to accomplish something. And a lot of what leaders do are bigger, um, holistic, strategic things that take a significant amount of time to really see the fruits of your labor. But when you're busy because we strive for completion, sometimes we shift our focus to something that we can get done quickly, just so we've gotten something done. And sometimes that, you know, it might need to be done, but it might be something you could delegate. It might be something that isn't as critical to your mission, vision, and values. You might be um, limiting someone else on an opportunity to step up and lead because it's something that you could have passed on to someone, but you just got to accomplish right. something. So you, you pick a low-hanging fruit and go with it. You know, Teresa, there's something I remember about my mom and dad when they ran their company. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a business leader. I'm an educator, so I don't, uh, I don't proclaim to know everything. But what I did know about them as business leaders is they always had a tendency to, I, and I think this came from experience of having lived through rough times and good times, but they always had uh, the ability to know when, when to start, like when to start letting people go and when to start hiring people. Right. They all, they, they kind of, they kind of had a feel for that. And, um, and they also had a feel for who they would let go as opposed to, you know, losing some of their good people. And uh, I know this about my dad. Uh, he would always tell his, his junior planners, they were usually the ones who hadn't been around the business long enough to know this about him. But he would tell all of us, everybody that worked for him, he would say, I don't ever want to hear you tell a client that you're busy. I don't ever, I don't ever want to know that you've told somebody that you're busy. If anything, I want you telling clients that we don't have enough work, you know? Yeah. And, and the reason he would say that is because his business depended on them hiring him, you know, on, on them bringing, bringing in his business to their, to their, uh, to his clients. And so he would say that constantly to them. And when they caught on to that, what, what his response to them was, is when you're busy and when I can see that you're way too busy, I'll hire somebody. But when you're not, when you're not yeah. busy, I'm going to, I'm going to let some people go. And so, yeah. And you know, I, your dad was really wise in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's, besides his business uh, lesson about keeping employees or not keeping employees and making sure customers knew that the business had the capacity to meet their needs, you made me think about, like, as a leader, <clears throat> I don't, I, I never wanted those I led to feel like I was too busy for them. Mm -hmm. And you probably, just like me, I've known leaders who are always um, 
saying publicly to those they lead, oh my gosh, I haven't had time to get to that. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And I'm going to tell you, I just don't think that that benefits those you serve. You know, if as a principal, you're telling your teachers you're always so busy. I, I just don't think it does a lot for the relationship or your reputation as a leader. You need to do that old uh, the duck analogy. You know, smooth sailing on the top, but even though your feet are paddling like mad under right. the water. Right. And it, it sounds like your dad knew that philosophy on many, many yeah. different levels. Well, you know, edu- with with education, you know, it's it's a very different game than in business. In business, you you're always you're always um, hustling for the next next meal ticket. You know, you you need more clients. You need more work. You're always you're always wanting that, right? And with education, it's kind of like we always want to be set. We always want to have uh, I I you know I'm really busy. If I got thirty thirty two kids, I mean we we like complain about having thirty two kids. 35 kids in our classroom. Whereas in a business mentality, they'd be like, Hey, we need 50. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it is very, but I don't you think that complaining about being too busy does something for how people perceive you? Oh yeah. Because I, yes, because you know, when, when you, when you, like people judge you. I mean, people judge you on on the perception that you're putting out there. And if you put out the perception that you're a cool customer, that you know what you're talking about, that you got this no matter what no matter what anybody throws at you. You know, people want people gravitate towards a person like that. But if you put out yeah, I if agree. you put out the the uh, persona that you are overwhelmed that you can't keep up with this that it's too much hey you you are you are creating a self-fulfilling prophecy where people don't want don't don't think that you can do the job yeah so it sounds like we've already identified a few things for leader one if you're too busy one cost could be you lose focus on your mission mission values or your priorities Two, you spend time on things that aren't important, so you're wasting time and adding to your busyness. And three, you're you're impacting your reputation yeah. as a leader. Yeah. I think we've kind of hit on three pretty yeah. big and things. And so, you know, some solutions are delegate this stuff. You know, get put put the the things out that are not that are urgent but not important. Put those, give those yep. to someone else. Okay, let 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 someone else deal with that. And uh, with with teachers, it's kind of simplify. You know, figure out a way to simplify what you're doing so that you can, you know, continue with the same amount of service to students and providing service and teaching to students. But don't don't. You know, I always, all right. So <laughs> Teresa, I'll give you this example. When I was, when I taught okay. in an urban school district, I had 120 kids on my caseload. I, I would assign right. a major paper and I get 40 of them to grade. Okay. And the rest of them, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't get 
I didn't get everybody's paper, right? And so, but they would trickle in over the course of um, a couple of weeks. I'd start getting those papers, and finally I'd get all 120. But I knew right away that I'd have 40 to grade right off the bat. And so it was never too much. It was, I was never overwhelmed, right? I always had, and I could, I could always keep those other kids in line to where we got all the papers in. When I went up to a suburban wealthy district and I started teaching an AP uh, class, you know, advanced placement, college level class, I had 185 kids on my caseload, right? And my first, I remember this like it was yesterday, the first day I went in there and I, or it wasn't the first day of class, but it was, you know, it was my first major assignment and I assigned a pretty major paper, two page paper that I knew I was going to have to grade. And I wanted to get, I, my goal was always to get those papers back. I assign them to be due on a Friday and I try to get them back to kids on Monday, right? With all kinds of feedback on it. 185 kids. I assigned it. I got 185 back. They were all two pages long. And I, and I almost, I mean, I almost, I, I was just like, Oh God, what did I do? And I learned from that, you know, I, and I learned from now on, rather than grade the whole thing, I'm only going to grade this part of that of paper and give them really good feedback on that. Have them revise that and come back to me next weekend. You know, it was, you know, we build it up gradually, but it's one of those things where just know, know your workload, know what you assign, know what you, you know, what you need to do and get through and prioritize it. Yeah, and maybe to go along with your simplify and your prioritize, like create, and this would be for leaders or teachers, create processes. Mm -hmm. Because if there's a process in place, it's just going to make things more manageable in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like what you were talking about with the papers, that was a process that you put in place. Like, hey, you're going to first turn in this portion of your outline, then you're going to turn in your rough draft or whatever exactly. your process was. Create a process that distributes distributes the workload in a manageable and then way. Just be comfortable with the workload you create because when you create, you know, you are creating your own work in those cases. And in with and there are some yeah. leaders that create more work for themselves by micromanaging or whatever they, you know, whatever they want to do. And with yep. that kind of micromanagement, they are creating more of a workload for themselves. And then they, then they consider themselves busy. Well, they aren't, you know, they're busy with other people's work right. and not trusting their own, uh, you know, people. Yeah. yeah. Can I add one other just thought on sure. busyness? You know, I think when we feel busy or we say we're busy, it is our default to say it's what's going on at work. And I would just challenge any leader or teacher or anyone to really pause and think, is that really the crux of this? Because I know people who are um, like much more extroverted than I am, and they still every night with, with social yeah. events. And they, so they give themselves no time for respite and rest. And so really think about like, what is it? Like I need to look at my whole life. Is it just work or is it also my personal obligations? Like, am I a member of too many clubs or do I volunteer too much? Or, 
um, because that is a contributing factor, but we almost 100% of the time blame it on the workload, when if we would really stop and reflect, there are probably many areas of our life that we could yeah. address related to being busy. And you mentioned yeah. that with the kids. Feeling busy. If you're on one sports team, that's one thing, but if if you are uh, in band and cheer and tennis and golf, yeah, you're going to be busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus school. Yeah. And I and I'll tell you this: what I what I've I'm gonna I don't I don't think I'm pushing back on anything you say. I agree with everything you say, but I will tell you this, Teresa: what I've found is when I was when I was an assistant principal in a high school, the kids who did the best, who kept up on their schoolwork, who who um, stayed away from from you know problems and distractions and things that were things that were really negative, you know, towards in their lives were the kids who were the busiest. They were the kids who were doing all those things plus keeping their workload. And, you know, in working with my own kids, what I found was when my kids had extracurriculars along with school, they just didn't get into trouble, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and Brett, I agree a hundred percent. Like I feel like, uh, well, there's research out there that kids are involved in extracurriculars, don't have as much drug and alcohol use, teen pregnancy, all these things that we don't wish right. for them. My my wondering is, when in life does that change? Um, because when I'm talking about the cost of busyness, to be honest, I didn't think about kids initially. Yeah. I was thinking about adults. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because... Uh, does our capacity change because we have more adult responsibilities also? Uh, because I agree with you. I rarely hear a very involved, high-achieving student complain about being busy. Yes. Yeah, so rarely. I'm not going to say never, but I'm going to say rarely. But I hear it from adults, you know, more often than yeah. children. That's interesting. You know, because that's a good point because – at what point does that change in our lives? Well, I guess, you know, the, um, you know, I guess, I guess when, when it gets, when our, our workload gets in the way of the things we want to do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I think there's um, a lot of costs to being busy, but I guess for me and you, you teed it up per- perfectly. There are things you can yeah. do. And part of it's just your mindset. Like, change your mindset. Be grateful. There are people that wish they were as busy as you and had your job, oh, right? Be yeah. grateful. Change the, change If you change the way you talk about it, you can change the way you feel about it. And then I just loved all the tips you gave, Brett, about, you know, simplifying and getting processes and, uh, you know, asking for help if you genuinely need it. So, so there are ways to avoid the cost, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think it's. I think there was some good. We we had some good ideas and solutions and everything else in there, Teresa. But man, this is the time to be busy. I, I honestly say, like I've never been busier at work yeah. right now than I than 
especially with the technology piece. I've never been busier. This has been a great, for me, it's been, it's been a revelation that I don't have to drive five hours across the state for a one hour meeting. I can just, with technology, I can just have the one hour meeting. And this is, this has been great. Uh, and it, and it's lessened my, my busyness, but at the same time, I I'm getting to more and more clients, which has been great. Yeah. And probably getting to develop and explore things that you're passionate about that are good for the people that you support. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I know, I know with your, with, with healthcare, I'm sure you developing all this new, all the new uh, leadership strategies that yeah. you're doing. Uh, you know, I just can't yeah. wait to, you know, I think I'm, you know what, Teresa, if you're, if you're really busy, guess what? You got to follow what my dad had said and hire somebody else. Hire yep. on. You do need to hire on. That is for yeah. sure. Well, I'm with you, Brad. I'm not, I'm enjoying being busy. It, it is filling my bucket and I know it's filling your bucket. Uh, I hope that others can adopt that mindset. Yeah, me too. Well, thanks for the talk, Teresa. And yeah. I'll see you next Wednesday. Sounds great. See you then. This has been the Wednesday Exchange with Teresa Tulipana and Brett Kaufman. Have a great week and we'll see you next Wednesday.